I just want women to know that you can absolutely work with your cycle, whether that's through exercise, through your business, through what you're eating, as well as your relationships with husband, partner, children, business partners, like your cycle can be used as a tool and as a huge uh, empowerment resource rather than something that you look at as a hindrance or a burden every single month. Hey CEOs, welcome back to the CEO Wing Woman Show. I'm your host, Christy Bowie, and today we're back with another episode in the series of taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of our business. We've talked a lot lately about mental health, making sure you know we're keeping that in good check and making sure we're taking care of our brain. But what about also taking care of our body and the other things we need to be paying attention to? So I am so excited to welcome our guest today. I am welcoming Jessie Lockhart. She has a great story of having an incredibly successful real estate career. However, paying for it with our with her health, which is, I'm sure, something that she is not the only one facing right now. Through this time, she was dealing with dysfunctional gut, cystic acne, eczema, weight gain, and many other things that were actually triggered by hormone imbalances. So she took some time and started implementing holistic-based practices in addition to strength training, and she's actually been able to heal her body without medication. Through this journey, she discovered such success and wanted to help others. And she now helps entrepreneurial and high achieving women make their health a priority by combining holistic based practices as well as strength training to transform their mind, body, and business, which is absolutely so important. So, Jesse, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Christy. I'm, I'm so excited to be here as well. Yes, perfect. Okay, so really, I would just love for you to introduce yourself to our guests, kind of give them a little bit about your story and really what led you to where you are and what you do today. Yeah, of course. So this goes back to 2019. I was working as a full-time leasing agent and just really wasn't loving it and honestly kind of happened upon an opportunity to jump into real estate. Now, I'm the type of person who, when I do something, I do it full out, all in, no holds barred. And so I actually quit that full-time job, jumped right into real estate school, and within a month had my real estate license. But the rest of 2019 was actually a really difficult time. I had a very tough time getting clients, getting momentum in my business, and I really, really struggled with it. So coming into 2020, I knew something had to change. I knew I had to up like level up my mindset. I had to look at who I was spending the most time with. And I knew that I needed to kind of put myself first in other ways as well. At that time, the easiest and simplest thing I felt like I could do was going to the gym. That was like the simplest thing I, you know, that I could think of at the time. And so in early 2020, I started going to the gym fairly consistently four to five times a week in the mornings. And then I would come home and work on my real estate business. Well, about six to eight weeks in that journey, COVID hit and all of the gyms closed. (laughs) And so (laughs) I immediately went into, well, shit, like, what am I supposed to do now? 
And I can either, you know, let the last six to eight weeks just like be like it was nothing or I can just keep going. And so I decided to keep going. I started just working out in my gym, very simple workouts. And to be honest, I, I did not like it. I hated it. I'm the type of person who loves the gym environment. So working out in my garage was not my cup of tea at all, but I kept up that habit. At the same time, my real estate business actually started to gain some traction and momentum. And between May of 2020 and the end of 2020, I ended up going from zero to $100,000 in commissions. And I don't think that the fact that I put my health first and continued that routine throughout the rest of the year was a coincidence to me achieving that level of success. At the same time during 2020, in the hustle and bustle of being a real estate agent, showing homes, writing contracts, trying to get deals closed, I started to notice a lot of symptoms that I was dealing with. Cystic acne, the eczema, uh, headaches almost on a daily basis, and bloating, certain things like that. I actually would get jaw pain. It was the weirdest thing. It was like a headache that radiated down at, like into my jaw. I now know that that was inflammation in my body and that's how it was presenting and manifesting. So at the end of 2020, I decided to see a naturopathic doctor to try and figure out what was going on with my hormones because I knew it was hormone imbalances. So I went to this doctor, got hormones tested, food sensitivity testing, thyroid testing. And when I went back for the results, I had a laundry list of problems and I was Take it aback because I had, you know, grown up playing soccer. I was athletic. I had considered myself to be a really healthy person. And then to get kind of smacked in the face with all of these problems, I was like, okay, this is weird. It was just, you know, really overwhelming too. So 2021 was really the year that I took all of that information in and started making lifestyle changes. So I learned that I was sensitive to gluten and dairy. I had to start removing that from my diet. I had to get rid of endocrine disruptors in my home. Like it was a whole, whole thing of just trying to gain balance in my life again, as well as like maintaining the, the strength training routines and stuff that I had been doing for a long time. So about halfway through 2021, I realized I was starting to kind of slack at the gym. And I really just needed some type of external push. So I actually signed up to do a bodybuilding show. It was so funny because I had never, I was always that person that was like, oh, I could never do that. That's so hard. Like never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would go through with that. But I did. And it was really during that experience that I really learned how to make myself and my health a priority. Because when you're doing something of that nature and that extreme, you have no choice but to make the time for it. And so through that experience, transforming my body through, you know, the weight loss, and then also being able to fix my hormonal imbalances, I unlocked this passion for helping women and just realizing like, wow, anything is possible. And especially entrepreneurs, because we tend to put all of our time, energy, and effort into our business. And then we end up burned out, stressed out, sick and whatnot. And then we can't show up in our business. So 
In 2022 is when I decided to step away from real estate full-time and dive headfirst into being a holistic fitness coach and personal trainer. So I went and got my personal training certificate certification and dove headfirst into helping other women be able to kind of transform their bodies, their minds, and their businesses through a holistic approach, which is something that's desperately needed in the fitness industry as well. Yeah, that is such a great story. And honestly, I don't think it's unique at all. I think so many of us have had these ups and downs of like, okay, I am focused on my business at this one time and my health goes. And then maybe when you start to focus on your health, you're like, oh, well, shoot, now my business is suffering. And it's kind of a back and forth from there. So, you know, for you looking at this and and doing all these things that were really hard to do, I mean, I've done the gluten elimination and it sucks at first and like all of these things. So what do you think really, you know, was it for you that made you decide to stick with this and see it through? I think a lot of us have been, especially, you know, we're recording this in January, right? So all these new year's resolutions, people are like, I'm going to do it now. And they fall off the wagon. Like what for you made this continue to stick and be like a lifestyle change? For me, it was honestly, I was starting to feel better. I, like I mentioned, That's the biggest motivator. It really is. I always tell my clients, I say, you will feel better before you see the results. And if you are feeling better in any capacity, that means we are on the right track because a lot of times we focus so much on how our clothes fit or what the number on the scale says, or the, you know, how much we're lifting at the gym or whatever, which are all fine markers, but at, at its core, like if you're feeling better then that means that something is working and that's what is most important. And that's what I experienced personally. I started to feel better. I started to have less gut problems. Uh, my cystic acne completely went away. I rarely suffer from headaches now. And so It's just wild to me when I think back at not just even two years ago, but even when I was in college and a young adult and just dealing with all of this stuff and not really understanding that it came back to how I was taking care of myself, what I was eating, was I moving my body and all of those things. So it's, it's just so interesting, but for me, a hundred percent how I felt kept me going. Yeah, I would definitely agree throughout some of my journey. I remember in college, I found out I was gluten intolerant and like, you know, it was the time everybody goes through fast food runs in the middle of the night and like all these things. And people would always be like, Christy, like, you're not going to eat this. Like, I don't understand if you could give it up. And I'm like, but once you start to know how good it feels, like you won't go, I mean, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, I want a bite of a cookie every now and then, but like, I don't know. There is nothing as motivating as feeling really good. And I know from personal experience, like the hardest part is getting started and making that a consistent habit and pattern because it's going to take some time when you honestly feel worse and like crap because you were pushing your body and it hasn't started to pay off yet. So, you know, what tips do you kind of have for people who do want to start on this journey of, you know, okay, let's balance our hormones, let's exercise, let's take care of ourselves. But it sounds so daunting to just start that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see this all the time with the clients that I work with as well. They come and they're just super overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to get going and things like that. So I think the first thing that's really important to recognize is that this is a lifelong journey. 
there is no, you know, oh, in six months, then you're done and, and whatever. It's something you have to constantly be aware of and it, it's constantly evolving. Like there are things now that I'm dealing with that I wasn't in a place to deal with two years ago because I was, you know, in a different phase of my health journey. And so I think the first thing that you have to grasp and understand is that this is a lifelong thing. And it's okay if you don't do it all in one night or in one month or even in one year, because there are going to be different things that are always going to come up. And as women, we go through different phases of our lives, right? Like me, I'm not a mom. I don't have children yet, but that is a phase of life that I'm going to go through. And that journey is going to look different then than it does now. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you have to come up with some type of plan. I am a planner. I feel like most businesswomen, entrepreneurs, like we get it right. We have to have a plan, a marketing plan, a strategy plan, a sales plan, a yearly plan, right? Like as businesswomen, we understand the importance of planning. So it's no coincidence that that also is important when it comes to our health. So having a plan of what this is going to look like. Are you going to go get testing right away and start there? Or are you going to just start making little changes here and there, like movement on a daily basis, prioritizing sleep, prioritizing water intake, things that are all free. Like you don't have to go off and get testing right away. You can start with the smaller things that don't cost anything at all, but having some type of plan. And this is where having obviously a coach comes into great play because you can basically hire out that plan creation to someone who has experience and expertise in that area. But if you don't have a plan, you know, what's the saying, like plan to fail if you fail to plan kind of thing. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the exact same thing in, in your health journey as well. Yeah, that's super, very related to, you know, everything I've experienced, just kind of make a plan and like one step at a time, when you look at everything, like, okay, I have to drink more water. I have to eat healthier. I have to go to the gym. Like that is so daunting, but taking it one step at a time feels a lot better. And then when those things are so habitual that it's like, okay, I don't have to think about drinking my water today or doing this one thing. That's probably when we're ready to layer in these other steps. And I also love how you brought up, it is important to have a coach because I think so many of us just as entrepreneurs, we are very like free spirit people. Like I can wake up and literally do whatever I want today. There is no accountability in my life. So for a lot of these big rock things, like some things in my business and some things in my personal life, like I just need someone reining me in being like, Christy, you have a million things going on in your head. Like, let's pull back and actually focus on this one thing. So, you know, I would love to kind of hear, do you, from your experience, I guess, working with um, entrepreneurs, what are the biggest hurdles that they kind of come with, whether it's mindset blocks, whether it's, you know, time, what do people generally have as the limitations to why they can't or don't or haven't already started this journey and how do we start to overcome those? Honestly, and Christy, this is such an interesting thing, but I truly think that it all comes down to how women feel about themselves. I think That's good. The, the, the common excuses, right? Well, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the capability. 
I think that all boils down to I'm not worthy of investing this money in myself. I'm not worthy of setting the time aside for myself. I'm not worthy of learning new skills. And so I'm just going to stay right where I'm at. And our brains are wired to keep us in our comfort zones, right? That's, that's what it exists to do is to keep us safe. But if we are just constantly eating the same things, doing the same movements or lack of movement, obviously we're not going to make any progress in that direction. So I think that it really comes down to how women feel about themselves. And so many women wait until they feel worthy to start going when in reality that day will never come, but it's rather the opposite. You have to take the action before you feel worthy. And then the worthiness, the confidence will come as you keep going on that journey. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's really insightful, especially cause I'm sure it's very easy to say, well, you know, why even start? I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to be able to accomplish this. And so if you're telling yourself those narratives, yeah, there's no way that you would be willing to spend, you know, time, money, effort, whatever. But if you have the belief that it's like, yeah, I'm capable of this. Yeah, I deserve it. Um, I think that is, that's a lot more helpful. So I want to go into something you kind of mentioned, um, which is strength training and aligning that with our cycles. I think that's been like a really hot topic lately, something that I am super interested in, but not well educated on. So I would love for you to share kind of, you know, what is the basis of that? How does it work? How do we begin to do that? Yeah, of course. I love talking about cycle syncing. I'm a huge nerd for it. Just in and in and of myself, I love experimenting with myself. So yeah, really where it starts is women need to understand that we are blessed with two biological clocks. So we have our circadian rhythm, which most of us have heard about, right? Which it helps regulate multiple daily processes. But also as women, we are gifted with this second biological clock, which is called our infradian rhythm. And essentially this is our 28 day monthly cycle, our menstrual cycle. And that 28 day cycle is broken down into four distinct phases. Now, most people consider the first day of their period to be the first day of their cycle. And that's not necessarily incorrect, but in the way that I am about to explain what happens in your cycle, your menstrual phase is actually the last phase of your cycle. But again, it's not that it's wrong to say it the other way, but logically what happens in your body, it makes sense that the menstrual phase is at the end. So starting off your first phase is your follicular phase. This is basically right up. This is right after your period, your brain sends messages down to your body, to your uterus to start maturing eggs, as well as to start um, kind of revitalizing your uterine lining, getting ready for potential implantation. The other thing caveat to note is that your body is always preparing to make a baby, whether you want one or not. So that is kind of the underlying thing here to also understand. Next, you move into the ovulatory phase. Now, this is where you are your most fertile. What happens here is your body releases an egg and it you know, travels down your fallopian tube into your uterus and waits for a sperm to be fertilized and then implanted. Women can only get pregnant during the ovulation phase. This is insane to me that 
we are sometimes we are so misguided into thinking we can get pregnant at any time during our cycle, but that that is not true at all. So ovulation phase is when you are most fertile and things like that. Moving on into your luteal phase, which is actually the longest phase of them all, you can kind of break it up into two different phases, kind of your first half and your second half. In the first half of your luteal phase, it's kind of like your body's like, are we pregnant or are we not? Are we pregnant or are we not? You know, because whether you're pregnant or not will determine what happens next. And so in the luteal phase, um, your body is just kind of waiting for that signal. But towards the end of your luteal phase, stepping into your menstrual phase, obviously, if you're not pregnant, you move into the menstrual phase, which is our period and our bleed. And that's when we shed the uterine lining because our body recognizes, oh, we're not pregnant. Well, let's flush it all out and start again. And so that's why I like to say that the menstrual phase is at the end. Now, going back through each of those phases, I kind of wanted to explain what's going on in your body so that when I bring in the themes and the workouts that it makes a little bit more sense. So going back through your follicular phase, this is a really good time for like new beginnings. Within your body, your hormones are starting to, to kind of ramp up again because they dip and they're at their lowest when you're on your menstrual cycle or when you're on your period. So your hormones are kind of coming out of hiding. It's a really good time for like new beginnings and creativity and planning ahead. So that's kind of what the follicular phase is about. Ovulatory phase is when our hormones peak. So estrogen, testosterone, progesterone are uh, hormones. They peak and we have, uh, you know, in theory, that's when we're most energetic. We're the most social. We want to go out. We're better at communicating during that phase. And so we have a lot of energy to expel during that phase of our cycle. In the luteal phase, kind of in that first half, you're still kind of riding that high of your hormones. So you still might have a lot of energy. But the luteal phase is really kind of like a like, get shit done type of phase. Um, I need so that all the time. <laughs> we're riding, right? We're riding that high on the hormones that first half. And then in the second half, they start to dip right before we start our period. And then when we're on our period, that's when our hormone levels are at their lowest. It's because our body is doing so much work inside to shed that uterine lining that we tend to feel a little bit more tired, a little less motivated. We kind of want to turn inward and just kind of like veg on the couch during our menstrual cycle, right? So now going back through and kind of addressing that with your workouts, you can tailor your workouts to be uh, similar to like your energy levels at the time during your cycle. So in your follicular phase, starting from the beginning, your energy is kind of starting to come up at that time. So it's a good time to kind of get back into the gym, start maybe lower impact. This is not necessarily a time to like beat it to the ground type of thing, but you're putting out, you know, a decent amount of energy in your workouts. Next, moving into your ovulation phase, this is the best time to really go for it, to set PRs, to lift heavy, to do the, you know, intense, um, you know, workouts and, and things like that, because you have the energy to expel because that's when your hormones are at their peaks. Um, again, we kind of ride that into the first half of the luteal phase. So you can still kind of continue to lift heavy and push yourself, get a really, really good sweat going in the gym. And then as you again, kind of get to the second half of your luteal phase, turning a little bit more inward, maybe doing some, again, more low impact 
type of workouts, but also like still, I fully believe in strength training. I don't think you should strength train during one phase and not during another. I think you should do it during every phase. And then in your menstrual cycle, this is kind of when you get to tune in to your body and decide what works best for you. I have certainly gone to the gym and I have done a very like lightweight strength training workout while I've been on my period. And then there are other times where I like don't want to leave the house whatsoever. (laughs) On those days, you can turn to like yoga. I mean, just YouTube yoga for period cramps and you'll get about 50 different videos that pop up, right? So yoga, stretching, Walking also is still a great way to kind of help ease menstrual cramps and just get movement in because we need movement. We're not meant to sit in chairs all day. Um, And then it starts all over again into the follicular phase. And so you can kind of just tailor your workouts with your energy. And I think the, the main thing to note here is that you are not going to have the same amount of energy in every single workout. And it's okay if you lift lighter one week and then the next week you're like, oh my gosh, this feels way light. I could go way heavier now. And, and same thing, like our bodies are designed to be that way. It's not because of your lack of effort at all. Yeah, that's really insightful. And I like that you share like what is actually going on in the body and like the reasons we don't have the energy. And it's not because we're being lazy or we're just telling it to ourselves. Like the body is actually actively working and, you know, burning energy And that's why we don't actively have it. It's still going on. It's just Mm -hmm. dedicated towards other things. And something somebody told me one time that made so much sense is like, actually, when we think about it, the workday or our workout schedules or whatever had been designed around 24 hour days, because from my understanding, that's how men regulate their body. They have that 24 hour cycle, but we actually have that 28 day cycle. And so when we say, okay, I'm going to do, you know, weights Monday, Thursday, Friday, every week or something, that's actually not, that's the way society has taught us because I'm sure like I'm going to sound obnoxious, but that's the way the men have created it to be and for us to think that things should be. So when you look to kind of set a workout schedule, do you say, okay, you know, the first through the 10th of the month, I focus on this. And then that's a whole like monthly cycle. Is that kind of how you set it up? So for me, um, first of all, I want to just echo what you just said. It's a hundred percent true. Male hormonal cycles are 24 hours long. Um, and our society, corporate America is a hundred percent built on that model. And so it's no wonder why women feel so burned out, tired, and stressed is because we're trying to fit 28 days into 24 hours and it's just not supposed to work like that. So I'm glad you brought that up so that I could reiterate that for you. Um, when I'm looking to create a workout program for a client, I still wholeheartedly believe in strength training. Muscle is absolutely necessary for our overall health and wellness. It helps us fight illnesses. It helps us metabolize food a lot better. And so the more muscle mass, especially as women that we have, the better off we can be when it comes to overall health and wellness. So I still put my clients on, let's just look at like one month. I will put them on the same workouts every single week, but I will tell them, listen to your body. And I give them the full permission and ability to listen to their own bodies and decide what works best for them. 
when they're on their periods, I'm never going to get mad at a client that says, hey, I didn't hit the gym today, but I did go on a walk instead. I will applaud them for 20 minutes because they're still prioritizing their health, but they turned inward and they listened to their body and they decided what worked best for them. And that's the best thing that I could ever hope for when it comes to my clients. So I still like them to strength train for a certain amount of days, a certain amount of time every week. I let them be the stewards of, you know, does it work better on this day or this day or this day? but I'm still providing that overall structure and then letting them choose what works best for them at the end of the day. Yeah, that's that's really great to kind of learn how to listen to our body to say, you know, what is it actually telling us? So I'm sure there are some of us who are like, I don't really know how to listen to my body. Like sometimes I think I'm tired, but sometimes it's in my head. Are there kind of symptoms or clues I know you said like the overarching theme for each, each each phase, but are there kind of symptoms or clues as to where we are at in the cycle? Especially I know some people are probably less regulated than others. So some cycles are longer or shorter, you know, that looks different for different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the most obvious is, of course, we all know when we're on our period because we're bleeding. That's the physical manifestation of what's happening. When it comes to the other phases, other physical symptoms, um, the most common is going to be in your ovulation phase. Your cervical mucus is going to be different. It's going to feel different, have different consistency and texture during your ovulation phase. But in the other two phases, it's not necessarily any physical manifestation in the ways that it is in ovulation and in our menstrual phases. But if you, here's the thing that actually gave me so much insight. So I started tracking my cycle using an app called In The Flow, spelled F-L-O, In The Flow. And I love that app because it incorporates all four phases. In most traditional period tracking apps, all they care about is when you ovulated and when you're on your period. They don't really take into account the in-between phases. So that's why I love the In The Flow app. So I started tracking my cycle using that app. And after about two to three months, it has, you know, enough data to kind of project when I'm going to be in certain phases. What I did, and I know for everyone listening to this, y'all are calendar girlies because we're in business. So we are glued to our calendars and what we're doing, you know, every day. What I did was I took the projections of when I was going to be in certain phases and I made those events in my Google calendar. So now any, at any given time, I could go to my calendar right now and I could tell you what phase I'm in. I mean, I'm actually on my period, so I know that without having to go to my calendar, but I at any time could go to my calendar and tell you what phase of my cycle I'm projected to be in. And it was being able to see that every single day that I started to notice I'm feeling super creative today. And then looking at my calendar and saying, oh my God, I'm in my follicular phase. That makes sense. And then like earlier this week, I was kind of feeling a little bit run down, just kind of tired, kind of wanting to be a little bit of a homebody. And then realizing that I was about to start my period. Oh, well, that makes sense. And so that was actually the biggest game changer for me was tracking my cycle and then projecting, putting the projection dates into my own calendar because then I could match up what phase I'm in with how I'm feeling and that kind of thing. So hopefully that answers the question a little bit. Yeah, that's super helpful and definitely something that 
I would love to have as a resource because it's like sometimes yeah, start acting like a little crazy. And then two days later, you're like, oh, yes, my period. That's why. <laughs> like, just knowing that or knowing what is going on inside your body that is maybe stirring up some emotions or causing you to feel some level of stress. Like, somebody said once, they were like, I always want to burn down my business. And then two days later, I get my period and I'm fine. <laughs> and I was like, correct. Yeah. Like, yeah. just being able to understand where those emotions are coming from, especially when maybe, I don't want to say they're not genuine emotions, but maybe they're not things that you would be feeling. Like that would be so helpful to know, Hey, give it five days and see if you actually still feel the same because right now your hormones are like changing your emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, growing up, I never wanted to be that girl who was like, oh, well, it's because I'm on my period. Like, I never wanted to use my period as an excuse. It's not an excuse, but it's an understanding. <laughs> yes, but then when I, like, became a lot more well-versed in what's going on and that, no, truly, like, your hormones are just in a different phase, a different place. Um, and now knowing that, like, it's not an excuse, it's just reality. Like, uh, very similarly to that girl who wants to burn down her business, two days ago, I told my husband, I was like, listen, I'm about to start my period, and today I'm feeling really irritable, so I just want you to know that ahead of time. <laughs> kind of give him this is why, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's just so empowering when you can bring, you know, what you're feeling together with the reasoning why you're feeling that way. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's really empowering. And kind of like you said, it, 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 it takes away the excusability and just brings it to, no, this is just how I'm feeling. And that's okay. Because in two days I'm going to be feeling differently. Yeah, exactly. So looking at these, you know, calendaring, I don't, I don't know if that's a verb, putting on our calendar, these phases, is that something that you have started to do in terms of things in addition to just workouts, I can imagine like if I have a big event or a big client meeting that I want to feel energetic for, I might maybe want to plan that to optimize my business. Yes, absolutely. So I have a podcast of my own as well. It's called The Soulistic Show. And I prefer to do my recordings during my ovulation phase. So whether it's a solo episode or whether I have a guest on I always try to schedule those interviews and those recording times during my ovulation phase because I am much more well-versed in my words. This month in particular, I noticed when I was in my follicular phase that I was like fumbling over my words. I was having a hard time putting sentences together. And then literally a week later, I'm like on my podcast, just like spitting out gold. And I was like, this is so funny that a week ago I couldn't put together a sentence. And today I'm so much more well-versed in my words. So yeah, I do that with my podcast. I also like to take time when I'm on my menstrual cycle. So like over this weekend, I can probably tell you, I'm going to look back at this month. I'm, this is when I'm going to go check like my insights on my social media platforms and say, okay, what content pieces performed well? What was the most saved? What was the most viewed? What was the most commented? And so you can kind of go back and take a look at those things and gather insight. And then I'm going to take that data next week when I go into my follicular phase and I'm going to look ahead at uh, you know, just speaking, since we're speaking about content, look ahead at, okay, what kind of content pieces can I create and brainstorm 
and plan ahead for that mimic the same results or maybe, you know, hope for better results kind of thing in the coming month. Um, so I like to do that kind of thing as well as like social hours, events. I also like to know if I'm going to go to an event and I should be expecting my period because obviously like you don't want to be left without <laughs> a tampon or a pad or like bleed through an outfit or something, you know? Um, so I just outfit want to get planning. That's very work. essential for outfit planning. <laughs> Right? Right? Like, this is the kind of stuff that, like, men don't understand it, but women just get it, right? Um, But yeah, like, if I'm going to go to an event, I want to know, am I going to be on my period during this time? Do I need to kind of set more time aside so I'm a little bit more energetic? Like, I just like to know what to expect. And that's, like, kind of the, the anxious person in me coming out. I just like to know what to expect so I can have a little bit of control And it just, you know, at the end of the day, I just want women to know that you can absolutely work with your cycle, whether that's through exercise, through your business, through what you're eating, as well as your relationships with husband, partner, children, business partners, like your cycle can be used as a tool and as a huge uh, empowerment resource rather than something that you look at as a hindrance or a burden every single month. Yeah, that sounds really awesome and something, you know, yeah, you're so right. I would love to know if I'm going into a big event, knowing ahead of time, I might not be that social because I'm already like kind of an introvert. So then you put me in a phase where I'm like not social. I'm going to need like two hours in private to get ready for that event and like will myself to be like an acceptable level of social. And that's totally doable. But like you said, just knowing ahead of time going into that, I don't know, that would just make me feel better. Being like, okay, you might not feel your best today. You're going to have to try a little harder to talk to people, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. Like just know that that's what it's going to take. Yeah. Yeah. It's just being able to prepare ahead of time and have an expectation and, and not get upset with yourself. If you are going to an event and you know, you're not going to be social or something like that, right? It kind of takes the blame and the shame away from it and gives reasoning and actual like scientific, you know, explanation as to why. Yeah. So that's super helpful. I am so grateful for everything you've shared today. Definitely something I want to start implementing. Hopefully something our listeners want to start implementing. So if they want more information from you, are interested in working with you, um, where can they find you? Yeah. So Instagram is going to be the best place. That's where I tend to hang out the most. So my Instagram is at Miss Jessie Lockhart. I also have a free Facebook group called the Swolistic Collective, and I'm in there constantly sharing similar content going live. I just want it to be a space where women can come together and not feel judged. And then I also have, like I mentioned earlier, my podcast, The Swolistic Show, it is on every platform where you find podcasts. And then lastly, I would love to share my uh, free download. It's actually a cycle syncing workout guide. I'd love to share that link with you, Christy, to share with your audience. So anyone listening to this can get a visual guide, an actual like breakdown of being able to sync your workouts to your actual cycle. So I'd love to provide that for you guys too. 
Yeah, that's amazing. And I will put all of those in our show notes. So if you're anything like me and like driving while listening to podcasts, you're like, oh no, I missed that link. Nope, it'll all be in the show notes. Um, and if you guys do, you know, start to use these resources, if you come up with a good calendar, you know, whatever you do, go ahead and post on Instagram, tag me and Jesse. We would love to see how you're using this. I will do the same, get my act together and plan my calendar and just blast it out so you guys can see how we're actually using this resource because um, I think it's very, very useful and something that society has to learn how to adapt to, um, but it will only happen if you know we, we start doing it and making it a lot more accepted. So thank you so much, Jesse, for being on today. Um, I'm very grateful for you sharing all the information and I know it's going to be very, very helpful. Yeah. Thank you again, Christy. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Perfect. Well, to our CEOs, I am so thankful you've been here. I hope you learned so much and we'll see you again next week. Mm -hmm.